Welcome back to the Regulation Asia podcast. I'm Nick Wakefield, co-founder of Regulation Asia. We're continuing our special series of podcasts, and this is the second of three in partnership with Swift. So I'll pass you over to Brad McLean, co-founder of Regulation Asia, who sat down with Nicholas Stuckens, head of sanctions initiatives at Swift. Hello and welcome. My name is Bradley McLean, co-founder of Regulation Asia. Ever since the early days of banking, when medieval money changes provided payment services to customers, the challenge has always been to find ways to clear and settle local and cross-border trade payments quickly, efficiently and expensively, or inexpensively, I should say, or while managing the risk. Now, while these challenges obviously predate the modern banking system, they're as true today as they were hundreds of years ago. Now, more recently, and few would disagree with me, I'm sure, the world is undergoing a digital transformation, how payments are transacted and processed. It's expected that the new standard ISO 22 will usher in a world where a payment is a payment. The new standard is an impressive development in an industry that is known better for crawling cautiously than leaping, rather than leaping optimistically forward. Now, in many business areas, it's often said that data is the new oil, and if this is to hold true, the tentacles of the new standard, ISO 22, will reach into banks, businesses, and financial institutions, as well as securities, trade services, cards, and foreign exchange. There is no doubt, with the deadline for the new standard quickly approaching, that the new rep standard represents the future of payments transactions. Our guest today, Nicholas Stukins, Head of Sanctions Initiatives at SWIFT, has a lot to say about the challenges banks are facing in this transition efforts uh, and some of the approaches they can take either you know, tactically or strategically to address these challenges. Welcome, Nicholas. Thank you for inviting me. So as a starting point, I really wanted to delve into the, you know, the 2020 announcements of, its new, of SWIFT's new strategy to enable instant and frictionless transactions anywhere in the world. As I understand, this is supported by smart data and mutualized services. You know, to kick everything off, could you walk us through the strategy and I guess more importantly, how it impacts financial crime compliance? Yes, of course. The SWIFT strategy builds upon the transformation initiated with GPI to address fiction that slows transaction, adversely affects customer experience and adds costs. As the payment landscape changes to an instant 24 by seven model, and customer expectations grow, there's a need to look at what causes frictions in cross-border payments today. One of these areas is compliance-related friction, in particular the area of sanction screening. Although the process of screening transactions against sanctions is, is a vital part of every bank's compliance processes for many years, it still creates unnecessary friction. So SWIFT has been working with the community to look at what causes these friction points and how these can be overcome. Okay, so I wanted to deep dive into these friction points. I guess as a starting point, can you explain to me what are the main causes of such sanctions-related friction? And are these the same existing challenges or are we seeing new or emerging issues? Yeah, most challenges are not new, but they are being amplified now that the industry is moving to real-time payments. With GPI, banks are now able to track transactions end-to-end, -end, and it's easier to see at which state transactions are stopped and for what reason. One of these reasons can be due to sanctions investigations. As mentioned before, banks must of course continue to do these compliance checks, but we also know that 5-10% to 10 of these transactions are being withheld by sanctions filters, and of course 99% of them are false positives, meaning that they are being stopped for false reasons. 
Mostly this is because of insufficient, incomplete or simply bad quality data in messages, but also in sanctions lists. So the challenges are not new, but they are being amplified with the move to instant transaction. So you've mentioned the challenges aren't new. So then how can the industry solve this issue and what is SWIFT doing to help the industry in solving these existing challenges? The adoption of ISO 2022 supports its transformation by providing a global and open standards for information exchange that is being adopted by a growing number of payment infrastructure and will be the new standard for cross-border payments starting in next year in November 2022. A number of domestic systems are already live or about to migrate to ISO 2022, but the bulk of the migration will take place between November 22 and November 25. During this period, financial institutions will gradually adopt ISO 2022 as their primary syntax when issuing a payment. ISO 2022 provides more structured and granular information than MTs. It also provides the ability to include additional information in structured data elements. This creates an opportunity for the industry to rethink their current screening approaches. The structure and granularity of ISO 2022 allows a more targeted approach to screening financial transactions, potentially reducing false positives overall and thereby addressing some of the friction associated with sanctions. Okay, so I, I love the idea of this, you know, creating opportunity for, for the industry to rethink the current screening approaches, but is it really that easy? Banks just need to adopt to ISO 2022 and the issues are all resolved? No, it's not easy as that. First, ISO is a new syntax. So banks need to ensure their screening technology is capable of processing these new messages. In most cases, the vendor will provide an upgrade if not already supported. Second, uh, banks have invested significant efforts in tuning their screening systems to mitigate the false positives. Most banks will have hundreds, if not thousands of rules written to reduce false alerts. All of these rules have been written for the thin MT syntax. They cannot just be transposed to the new syntax as there is not a one-to-one -one mapping between the data elements. Banks would normally write and test rules in response to a specific pattern of false positive, not in anticipation of it. And this is the third challenge. Banks don't have a lot of transactions data to test with because ISO 2022 is currently used only in a number of systems, primarily domestic. So the data are not representative and it's hard for banks to predict how rich and structured the ISO 2022 messages will be when adopting uh, the, the new syntax. And that's because the adoption of, of ISO 2022 will depend upon three dimensions. The first dimension is using the ISO 2022 syntax rather than the FIN syntax to issue a payment. And that, as we already discussed, will be a gradual approach. The second dimension is using the structured data element within the ISO syntax, for example, the postal address. And the third dimension is using the new data elements that do not exist in FIN, like the ultimate parties, the purpose code, the structured remittance information. So with regards to the second dimension, the, the adoption of structured data element, it's hard to predict. Even though it's strongly recommended from day one and mandatory is from 2025 or earlier for some market infrastructures, the ability for banks and corporates to map and provide data in a structured format involves updating many applications. And for the third dimension, the timing of adoption of the new data element, it is also subject to multiple consideration. 
In the early phase of the coexistence period, the inclusion of such data elements could lead to heightened truncation risk if the payment needs to be processed through a market infrastructure or an agent that is not yet ISO 2022 ready. It's therefore expected that in the early days of the migration, a so-called like-for-like period could take place and that the new data elements will progressively be adopted later during the coexistence period. So if you combine the timing of these three dimensions, it means it's very difficult for financial institutions to anticipate what they will receive and that the quality of the data in ISO 2022 will evolve throughout the coexistence period. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. You've mentioned the combined timing of the three dimensions, but I, I, I guess originally, and apologies for the somewhat silly question, what does this coexistence period mean? And I guess more specifically, what are the challenges linked to it? Yes, it's a good question. Very simply put, the coexistence period is where both formats coexist. During this period, financial institutions can send and receive both the legacy MT and the new ISO 2022 MX messages. And that's because it's very hard for all banks to adopt ISO 2022 at the same time. And we want to make sure they do this right. So we need to give them the time to adapt. As of now, a number of domestic systems are already live or about to cut over to ISO 2022. But the bulk of the migration will take place between November 2022 and November 2025. This means that each institution will have to think about how and when they will adopt ISO 2022 in their back office and front office systems. We will see institutions that will adopt ISO 2022 fully from day one. Others will choose to gradually adopt ISO 2022, starting with adapting their screening systems first and later adapting their payment processing systems or the other way around. We may have institutions that will have capabilities to process ISO in their payment systems but may not be able to process these messages in their legacy filtering systems. So SWIFT has catered for all scenarios and will offer institutions the ability to migrate to ISO 2022 from the start or at their own pace. With a central translation service, SWIFT will provide all customers a multi-format message that contains both the rich ISO 2022 standard, but also a translated MT format. However, the latter will unavoidably come with potential truncation risks and will require a process to handle exceptions. We therefore recommend that wherever possible, the richer ISO 2022 messages is used for transaction screening purposes. It sounds like all of the ingredients are there. It's not just going to happen all by magic. Is that correct to say? Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. Uh, banks need to see ISO 2022 as an opportunity to rethink their current screening practices and review how they can use ISO 2022 as an initiative to promote the use of structured data. And unstructured data is a material barrier of building robust and efficient transaction surveillance tools to mitigate sanctions and AML risks and will regularly lead to exception handling and significant delays in payment processing as a result of the transaction diligence um, such as the filtering or monitoring tools. The, the quality of data and structure are therefore paramount to achieving effective and efficient implementation of transaction screening and, moni and monitoring tools. Financial institutions have an opportunity of leveraging their migration to ISO to ensure their systems and applications provide and map structured data for all parties involved in the transaction. 
Although many financial institutions are well underway with the planning of their ISO 2022 migration, the understanding of what impact and opportunity ISO 2022 can bring on compliance processes has just started. Banks will only see the real impact once ISO is fully deployed and all potential scenarios will need to be planned for. As one of our customers said, you know, institutions that quickly adopt ISO 2022 in the front and back office will be the ones that are able to benefit most from its richer data. So in this transition, how can SWIFT help? Yeah, this is not a single institution project, but an industry-wide transformation. And so it's important to loop in compliance people early on in, in that process. Uh, during the first quarter of this year, representatives from a number of global and regional banks took part in a series of workshops that we organized with the aim to look into the detailed structure of PAX 8 messages, which are the replacement of, uh, of the MT103, to define which ISO 2022 elements should be screened and how to best match these elements against sanctions list. So the workshops also looked at the data quality principle that should be observed to support effective and efficient screening. Also in the last five years, uh, SWIFT has been conducting benchmarks with 40 organizations representing more than 50% of the total SWIFT traffic to compare what MTs and fields are screened. Uh, and these observations constitute a very solid representation of the current screening practices and have therefore fed into our analysis. Interesting. Can you, can you tell me a little bit more about those screening practices? Yes, of course. The, the screening practices um, reveal that fields like dates, amounts, charges, codes are predominantly not subject to screening. The fields that the majority of the, of the industry is screening are the, the party fields, uh, which are by far the greatest source of, of hits and, and therefore false positives due to the free format nature of the information they contain, but also uh, due to the mismatches between data types, because all of the information is amalgamated into a single field. And so you've got address information matching against names. Um, when we look at the bank identification fields, uh, so the sender, the receiver of the message, and also all of the intermediary fields of the, the banks involved in the transaction, there's also a lot of false positives there because we see a number of banks using free format as a way to identify the financial institution rather than using structured identifiers. Uh, and then, of course, narrative fields like the remittance information, the sender to receiver information fields are also generating significant hits due to the, the free format information. So the analysis we did with the banks in defining guiding principles for screening ISO 2022 message was primarily focused on the higher sources of false positives. And we, what we did is, is to build upon the, the practice that institutions are already being selective about what they screen. And we took it to a further level to leverage the granularity and the structure of the new ISO 2022 messages. So you've mentioned a series of workshops with a, a quote unquote number of global and regional banks. Uh, can you tell me a little about some of the conclusions of these workshops? Yeah. So as we discussed, of course, the, the, the conclusion of the workshop have you know, as I highlighted that it doesn't happen by magic and adopting ISO 2022 will provide the banks with an opportunity to enhance the efficiency and effectiveness of their screening practices. 
but that each institution will need to spend the necessary time to review their existing processes and understand how the richer data and structure of ISO 2022 can enhance their screening process. With more data being exchanged and with data truncation as a clear challenge during the coexistence period, we may even see an increase in friction, especially in the early days. However, if properly implemented, the well-defined structure, granularity and the clear business definition of the data elements of ISO 2022 will support a more targeted screening process and support further automation and ultimately reduce false positives. It's also clear that ISO 2022 provides the opportunity to exchange more structure and additional data elements. And these need to be captured at the source, so at payment initiation, to be able to use it further down the transaction chain. So the work and, and the conclusions of the workshops have been documented into a document called Guiding Principles for Screening ISO 2022 Payment. And that document has been endorsed by the Payment Market Practice Group and the Wolfsburg Group. And it's going to help guide banks through that thinking process. Okay, so you, you've told us about the opportunity to exchange more structured and additional data data elements. It really sounds like it's going to it's going to take a village to, to get this all to work and sync up. So, from that perspective, how is Swift helping the community? Well, first of all, we hope that the guiding principle for screening ISO twenty two two payment document will provide valuable insights and guidance to all financial institutions on how to grasp the opportunity of ISO twenty two two to review and improve their current screening processes including the data quality aspects by capturing structured data elements at payment initiation. We're also helping to raise the awareness of ISO 2022 on screening through a number of dedicated bilateral meetings and webinars for our extended SWIFT community. But also, the new transaction platform that SWIFT is, is developing will provide financial institutions the ability to migrate to ISO 2022 at their own pace supporting first movers and through our central translation service and multi-format messages, enabling all banks the choice of a phased migration approach and the ability to adapt their backend systems to gradually adopt ISO 2022. So you've mentioned this new transaction platform, but from my understanding, you know, Swift has a, a portfolio, for lack of a better term, of compliance tools. So how are these evolving? So Swift has launched its own transaction screening service which has been engineered specifically to manage the, the changes and indeed the, the challenges brought about by the move to ISO 2022. We believe a real issue for screening vendors will almost certainly be that all existing filters have been tuned and optimized to support empty formats. And it may expose a very different challenge as we discussed mostly due to the coexistence stage and, and the issue of compliance with the new standard. We're also engaging our existing filter testing community to ensure that the SWIFT sanctions testing service is also on hand to help customers who wish to see what impact MX formats will have on their filters performance. And in addition to these screening specific solutions, all of the SWIFT FCC solutions such as the, the wholesale fraud tool, payment control, or our corresponding network risk analysis tool, compliance analytics, will also support ISO 2022. So whatever solution financial institutions are planning to use, I'd like to emphasize the unique opportunity ISO 2022 will bring to the industry to review and enhance their current payment processes to enable 
a world where transactions are settled instantly and frictionless. And with that, unfortunately, we're out of time. I wanted to thank Nicholas Stukins, Head of Sanction Initiatives for SWIFT, for, for joining us today and for being so generous with his time. We've talked about the benefits and challenges of migrating to the new standard ISO 22. And by all accounts, the net result of the global adoption of the new standard, as you've heard here today, is expected to be positive with improved speed, accuracy, and user experience at a lower cost. However, getting to that point will have proven to take time, being complicated and fraught with challenges for banks, given obviously the considerable scale of transformation required, as well as the significant investment needed across payment chains end to end. But the benefits far outweigh the costs. ISO 22 will be a positive step for all participants in the global payments ecosystem, ultimately fueling enriched data insights, enhanced payment standardization, and improved interoperability while promoting innovation in financial services. I guess only time will tell. Thank you for everyone for joining us today uh, and listening to our discussion. We look forward to, to speaking with you all again very soon. Thank you and goodbye. On our next podcast, we'll be continuing the series with Swift and be looking at the power of collaborative innovation in financial services. And my fellow co-founder, Bram McLean, will be sitting down with Julie Bolan, Head of Business Innovation, Oceana at Swift. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite listing service, including Apple iTunes, Spotify and more. But for now, though, thanks for listening and goodbye.